Well, an academic says a voluntary code of conduct for lobbyists might not achieve anything as it would have no consequences for breaches. RNZ has obtained a Ministry of Justice document outlining a new code of conduct for lobbyists aimed at creating greater transparency and higher ethical standards. Now, the draft code would be voluntary. It states that lobbyists should not offer gifts or hospitality to public officials that create a sense of obligation and recommends appropriate call-off periods for those moving between politics and lobbying. The Justice Minister, Paul Goldsmith, was unavailable to join Morning Report today but says the Ministry of Justice has been working with industry stakeholders over the last eight months to support the development of a voluntary lobbying code. We are joined now by Max Rashbrook from the Victoria University of Wellington School of Government. Kia ora, good morning, Max. Kia ora. Uh, What are your key concerns about this draft code of conduct you've seen? Well, I think that the main problem is that as things stand, it's not obvious that there's any way to make it meaningful. Um, I mean, my view about a code of conduct for people lobbying governments or people trying to influence government is that it should be mandatory. You know, it should be uh, monitored and enforced by a government agency. But even if you're going to go down the voluntary route uh, where you say basically the industry is going to self-regulate, it's going to try to raise its ethical standards itself – there still has to be a process for that. You know, there still has to be an industry body of lobbyists who would monitor the code, and if their members breached it, they'd have to have some kind of sanctions that they could apply to their members. And at the moment, it's not obvious that any such body or process exists or is going to exist. Is there anything good in it? Is it good that we're, we're having the discussion at least? Yeah, look, it, it's good that we're having the discussion, and much of it prompted by RNZ reporting. Um, It's good that the industry is being encouraged to think about the standards uh, under which it operates because, you know, lobbying is something that's been completely untransparent, completely unregulated in New Zealand, unlike most developed countries where there are codes of conduct and there are registers of who lobbies and so on and so forth. I think it would be a voluntary code if it was actually you know, enforced and monitored by the industry would at least be better than nothing. But, you know, so far, I mean, the the lobbying industry hasn't been capable of even setting up its own body that would sort of oversee this kind of code. The Justice Minister wasn't available uh, to come on the programme this morning. What is your read, though, of the new government's approach? Well... In the classic way of these things, when they were in opposition, and it was convenient to embarrass Labour, uh, they were really hot on the need for reforms to lobbying. So national and opposition called for a mandatory code of conduct for lobbyists. They called for a completely publicly open and available register of who is lobbying whom, which I think is the most crucial element. And they called for a one-year cooling-off period um, in which ministers can't then go and become lobbyists, like Chris Farfoy famously did. Um, So far in government, uh, National is just following what Labour did and talking about this voluntary code of conduct. And at the moment, there's no sign that they're going to bring in the register of who's lobbying whom or the stand-down periods. I mean, they haven't said they won't, but they've sounded very non-committal about the ongoing review of lobbying laws, which might lead to that kind of regulation. Is it a problem that the industry has been involved uh Or have they been too involved with the drafting of this code of conduct? Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the industry itself being involved up to a point because, you know, things have to work for the industry that you're trying to regulate and particularly if it's going to be a 
a, a self-regulation set up, at least initially. Um, I don't think that's a problem. But what certainly needs to happen is that this draft voluntary code of conduct needs to be brought out in the open and not just through it being leaked to RNZ, but it needs to be properly brought open to the public so that everyone can have their say on it and actually contribute their views about how they think lobbying should be regulated. And what are the risks here if nothing is done? Well, one of the main risks is that we just continue to know almost nothing about who is influencing whom. Um, You know, in most countries, there is some kind of register of who the lobbyists are and who they are meeting and what contacts they have with decision makers. And so then you can assess that most basic of questions. Are decision makers, are ministers meeting with a reasonably wide range of people and are they listening to a wide range of views? So at the moment, you know, processes can be captured by a small number of players representing powerful, wealthy vested interests And here in New Zealand, we would really have no idea that that's happening. And we've got evidence from the past. You think about the the Sky City deal back under John Key. You think about the farming industry influence over, you know, Hewaka Ekonoa and emissions practices. You think about all the questions that are coming up about smoking and is the cigarette lobby influencing the new government's decisions. There's certainly reason to be concerned about these things. At the moment, we have almost no way of knowing if they're going on or not. And it could also be well helpful in clearing up those uh, perceptions because some of these are perception and, and finding out if there is more to it, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. And in Ireland, which has a very, very detailed register of you know, basically any time someone who's professionalised, someone who's got a bit of resources behind them, is contacting a minister or a senior public official or an MP, In Ireland, that register of transparency in the Code of Conduct is strongly endorsed by their public relations and lobbying industry there because they realise that it enables them to say, hey, look, we're doing this stuff out in public, it's all available, the public can see what's happening, and that's actually good for their reputation as an industry. Thank you for your time this morning. That was Max Rashbrook from the Victoria University of Wellington School of Government.